Welcome to the Raising Jesus Kids podcast. We're here to equip, encourage, and inspire you to raise your kids to know, fear, and love the Lord. I'm your host, Abby Phipps. My husband and I are the parents to four awesome kids, ages six and under, and we're on this journey with you. Our greatest desire is that our kids would never know a day apart from His truth. Join me today as we explore part three of our How to Raise Jesus Kids series, Experiencing Church as a Family. I've been running the Raising Jesus Kids website for several years now, but before that I had another website. And in my seven plus years of writing, the topic that I have gotten the most pushback on is keeping your kids in church with you. Please know that this is not a judgment on your family. This is not me condemning you for using the nursery or for sending your kids to children's church. This is simply a conversation from one mom to other parents about the benefits of experiencing church together as a family. If you listen to this episode, which please do, please don't stop listening right now. I have things that are good to say. But if you listen to this whole episode and you still disagree with me, that's okay. We can still raise our kids to know the Lord together, walking alongside each other. You don't have to agree with me. But I need to say these things. I need to talk about church and experiencing church as a family because to me this can be a critical part of raising Jesus kids. There is a lot of value in keeping your kids in church with you and I will say my children are young. They are six and under. Sometimes it is very hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy and I'm not saying this from the viewpoint of well I raised my kids 40 years ago and I don't remember how hard it was. I am in the thick of it with you. I understand that it's hard, but that doesn't mean it's not worth it. Your kids are seeing, hearing, and learning things that are making a big impact in their lives, even when it doesn't seem like it. The church that we attend, my brother-in-law is the pastor. His name is Anthony, and he has been talking about keeping your love on. It's based on a book by Danny Silk, and he's been talking about how we are powerful people and we are designed to love people. That's how God created us. We're created in God's image and we're designed to love people. And even when people are unkind, we still need to keep our love on. We can choose to keep our love on and continue to love them. Well, my oldest is six, and every week when we get out of church, we ask her, what did you learn in church? And she says nothing. I didn't hear anything. I was just coloring. And that's fine. Well, one day, my husband was having a talk with her about being kind to her siblings. And he told her, he said, do not turn your love off. Even when people are unkind to you, you can keep your love on. And she whipped her head around and she said, that's what Anthony always says. And I looked at her and I told her, I knew you were listening in church. Which is, that's just a funny little story that kids are listening and they hear it. And we've had that with her more than once where she says, that's what they always say in church because she hears it and it's planting itself in her brain. Even if after church, she tells us, I didn't learn anything. I don't remember what we read in the Bible and that's okay. But even on top of your kids seeing and hearing things in church, Sharing a spiritual experience as a family can bind you together and strengthen you in a way that not a lot of other things will. We don't talk a lot in America about the spiritual formation 
of a family, but it's very important. Now, our spiritual formation as individuals is incredibly important as well. We each need to have a personal relationship with Jesus. As parents, as children, we all want to be pursuing the Lord. But the spiritual formation of a family is also very important. That's not a big part of our American culture, but it is in other cultures, especially if we look at the Jewish culture. We can see them having these shared spiritual experiences together, and I would say that's a large part of why the Jewish faith has such a high retention rate. Their generational retention rate is over 90%, which means that over 90% of Jews, their children continue to practice the Jewish faith. Now, I'm not saying we all need to become Jewish, but I'm saying maybe we can learn something from them. Maybe we can see how they are growing together spiritually as a family, and we can emulate that in our own lives and in our own walks with Jesus. Our current American church culture makes it seem like keeping kids in the church service is unusual, but it's been the norm for many generations and for most of time, really. I had a friend of mine recently tell me that Her son went to children's church and it was because anytime she would bring him into church, she would actually get confronted by the ushers, the greeters, whatever you want to call them, that would ask, why is he in here? He has another place to be. That cannot be our attitude towards children in church. Yes, young children are sometimes disruptive. If you've ever lived with a child or talked to a child, you can understand that. They don't always understand social cues. They sometimes have a hard time sitting still or being quiet. Sometimes they are disruptive. And sometimes they need to be taken out of church for a time. But this has been the norm for many, many generations. To have them in these spiritual experiences together with the adults. When Jesus delivered his teachings his Sermon on the Mount, the teachings he was giving when he fed the 5,000 and the 4,000, kids were there. In the upper room when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, the kids were there. They had been waiting along with the adults. Now, were they just sitting there with their hands folded? Probably not. They were probably up and moving around, but they were there. Kids are ready for this. They are ready to see God move. It's not always easy to keep kids in church. It can actually be very difficult, depending on the age of your children. But when you faithfully and consistently engage your children in church, you will see the fruits of your labor. In a future episode, I'm also going to talk about nursery and children's church and are those ministries actually effective. Um, but for today, I want just want to talk a little bit about keeping your kids in church with you. And then I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that if your children especially are young. Because that's the season I'm in and I understand that it is a struggle. I just want to reiterate that kids are hearing what's happening. They're taking it in. It doesn't seem like it. Back in episode two, when we were talking about family Bible time, we talked about your kids may need something to do while they're listening. It's the same sort of thing with church. They may not be sitting and staring at the preacher while he's talking about whatever he's talking about. That doesn't mean they're not taking it in. A lot of parents will say, well, my kids just look bored during church. That's okay. That doesn't mean they're not learning. If you looked at a lot of adults during church, they may not look really engaged either. That doesn't mean they're not learning. So if you do have young kids and church is a challenge for you, 
first off, let me encourage you and say that you're doing good work and you will see the fruits of your labor. But also let me give you some tips. My first one would be you need to provide snacks. Snacks are great. Everybody loves snacks. I love having a snack during church. I do like to save the snack for after worship so that they can be more engaged with the songs. That does tend to be a more interesting and exciting time for kids, for everyone really. And so if you engage them with that, then they do seem to be more willing to sit and eat the snack peacefully during the sermon. Of course, our goal is for our kids to be interested in and engaged with the service, but they may need something to keep their hands busy. A few good options can be like a stuffed animal, a baby doll, poppets, a Rubik's Cube, puzzles, or little people. Some people say that like small cars are a good option. My children tend to send those flying across the sanctuary floor, so proceed with caution and see what works for your child. Next, you can have them draw or journal. This is my girls. They're three and five. This is their favorite thing to do during church. You can do markers, crayons, notebooks, coloring books. Um, if you need something that's less messy, you can do the water wow books or the LCD drawing tablets because those don't have any mess or cleanup. As kids age, you can implement journaling during service. Before I had kids, I loved to journal during church. And so teaching kids to do that can be a really neat skill for them to have. They can write down certain things the pastor says, how many times he speaks about a certain topic, questions they have. And then there are also special sermon journals for kids and teens that you can buy. And then that gives them something to refer back to during the week. They can just help to solidify the teaching that they learned about on Sunday. Playing a listening game can be really helpful for kids especially elementary age kids, you can say something like pat my arm when you hear the word grace or draw a circle when you hear the word Jesus. And especially if you know what your pastor is going to be talking about, then you can give them a word or a phrase that's going to be used regularly. That way they don't get bored waiting for it because they only heard it once in the 45 minute sermon. But that does challenge the child to listen to what is being said and to engage with it. It really keys their brain in to be listening for a certain thing. But also, sometimes, we have to just lower our expectations. Your children are not going to sit perfectly still in their seat and stay quiet for one to two hours. That's not how kids are made. And honestly, most adults would struggle with that task. Even as I'm sitting here talking, I'm like moving around in my chair. I'm wiggling my fingers. I'm moving my legs. We do that in church too. We get up and go to the bathroom. We move around in our chair. We turn around. We stretch a little bit. That's just normal for human beings. So let your kids, especially young ones, move around. Of course you want them to be calm and respectful. But if they're tired of sitting in their chair, let them get on the floor. Let them lay on their stomach and draw. If they need to go to the bathroom, let them walk to the bathroom. Let them get that movement that they need within reason. I am also not above a little bribery as long as it is easy to implement and it's short term. If you want to make it sound better, you are incentivizing them with a reward. But for example, when my oldest was two years old, we would tell her that if she would stay calm and quiet and not have to be taken out of service, then she could go play outside on the playground for 10 minutes after church. That was really easy to implement because we were already there and it takes us that long to clean up all of the mess that we've made anyway. And it was also short term because she, after a while, she didn't require that anymore. 
So especially if you're transitioning into church from like nursery or children's church, the reward can be very helpful. One of the best things you can do for your kids though is teaching them how to engage. So just having a conversation is helpful. Talk to your kids about what church looks like and how you want them to engage with it. If there's songs that are regularly played at church, you can listen to them at home so your kids can learn the words. When there's a time of prayer, encourage your kids to pray. When you're having the welcome time or the meet and greet or whatever your church calls it, encourage them to go and to talk to other people. Now, everybody has a comfort zone, but you can encourage them to go greet at least one person that they know. Remember that church is here for kids too. We tend to get an adult-centered viewpoint of church and we want to get something out of it. And we want it to be tailored to us. But church is for kids too, because God is for kids. So anytime you can get kids engaged in what is happening, they're going to benefit from that. And finally, getting your kids involved in church is a really good way to pique their interest in church. So this one really depends on your church and what they offer. At our church, the children used to pass out the offering plates. So that's a great way to involve your child. Our church doesn't do that anymore, but our kids would take the offering up to the front and then put it in the plate or the bucket or the box or whatever your church uses. So kids can really look forward to that. That can be exciting for them. Your kids might be able to lead a prayer or hand out the bulletins or pick up trash afterwards or be a greeter or anything like that. You just need to explore that and to see what your options are. There's two things to note here though. One In the beginning, at least, it will probably involve you as well, and you may need to step out of your comfort zone, and that is not a bad thing. Two, smaller churches are generally easier to get involved in, but don't be afraid to ask how you can get your whole family involved in a Sunday morning service. Your church may not currently have a plan for that, but maybe they can make a plan for it. Maybe they can see that this is something that would be good, and that could open up opportunities for you and for other families. Families serving together and children serving in the church is something that should happen in every church and maybe they just need somebody to ask about it and maybe that person is you. Keeping your kids in church with you is a worthwhile investment. It is a long-term investment and you may not see immediate rewards from it, but it is a good investment of your time and your energy. I do recognize that there are children of different abilities and maturities and for some children, Staying in church may be a real struggle. I recognize that, and I just want to say again that I'm passing no judgment on anybody that chooses to use the nursery or to use children's church. But I want you to consider keeping your children in church with you. I want you to see that these shared spiritual experiences can be profoundly impactful for the formation of your family. I want you to see that kids can take in much more than we think they can, that they can learn from these adult-level sermons, that they are ready to see God move, that they are ready to hear God's voice. And a really good place to introduce them to that is church, together as a family. Thank you for joining me today. I am constantly encouraged that there are so many parents out there striving to raise Jesus kids. It's not easy, but just by listening to this podcast, you're taking a step in the right direction. I want to encourage you along the journey. You can follow along with Raising Jesus Kids on Instagram at Raising Jesus Kids 
or on Facebook. Just search for Raising Jesus Kids. You can find more articles on our website, RaisingJesusKids.com, and we also have our ABC People of the Bible cards available there. I'd love to hear from you anytime you have a comment or a question about the show or anything we've talked about. You can email me at abbey at RaisingJesusKids.com. As always, you can find links and more information about today's topic in the show notes. Join us next time for part four of our How to Raise Jesus Kids series, Memorizing Scripture with Kids. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you.